Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back. After a week hiatus, we are officially back in the house. Welcome to Outside Shots. Uh, featuring my man, Eddie Johnson. I'm Saul Bookman. And as always, we're brought to you by the lovely people at OG's. I love the sweater. I showed up with my man, Double D, Daryl Dawkins. Because I might have to, like, slam down on you. I mean, why? Like, I just, Eddie, you know, I thought, I thought after a week off, you know, maybe the aggression would go somewhere else. And maybe you come back in a lighter mood. No. No? Look, are, you, are you disgruntled? Do you want to talk I'm about aggressive. it? What's going on? I'm aggressive. <laughs> and you I'm beat hot. me at golf. You should be. I'm aggressive and I'm hot. <laughs> Just like Denzel, baby. Oh, my God. We're doing this again. I'm hot. All right. Okay. Well, you, you know who's not hot? Uh, it's not Monty Williams with the Phoenix Suns anymore. So, uh, I know I know you've spoken your piece about it on on your serious uh, FM show, uh, but the lovely people here have maybe have not heard that yet. And I will say this: I've said it multiple times. I think Monty Williams was the perfect coach at the perfect time for this organization. It was a much needed change from what the past had been. Um, I think he did a tremendous job in turning this 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 program around, and he's a tremendous individual. All that being said, I'm not surprised by the move. Um, I think it puts the Suns, depending on who they get next, um, they need they need somebody to get them over the top. And I don't know if you wanted to play that game for a couple more years with Monty Williams. That's my perspective. How about you? Well, coaches are hired to be fired. I've uh, been around too many, played for too many <clears throat> that have lost their jobs. The NBA, sports in general – is a what have you done for me lately league. Uh, it's unfortunate. The players are the entity. Hard to get rid of the players. Easy to get rid of a coach. And Monty knows that more than anyone. Uh, and Monty would admit to you, as he did to me, you know, hey, I just didn't get it done. Like when you get it done, then you don't have to worry about these things. Mm -hmm. Doc Rivers just didn't get it done. Nick Nurse didn't get it done. Did you talk to Monty? We we talked. Okay. All right. Uh but you know, it's it's obviously it's disappointing for anybody when they lose their job, especially a guy like Monty, who really is a tremendous individual, tries to do it the right way, does it with utmost respect, not only for the players, but for the media that has to deal with them. And never shied away from 
just walking past you and addressing you mm -hmm. and willing to talk. Whereas some people won't do it. Some people, I don't have to name names, but they know who they are. Some people will avoid to talk to you for whatever reasons. I believe when you at a level of leadership, you should never move away from somebody and from a confrontation. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying a negative confrontation, just an enlightening meeting. Like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Yeah. And Monty was that guy. And, and I appreciated that about him because I feel like I'm that guy. I feel like that leaves people with a good feeling. And he leaves the Phoenix Suns with, a, with and he left people with a good feeling about him. Mm -hmm. That's all you can do. Yeah. That's all you can do. And like I said, it's unfortunate. Sons didn't live up to expectations that people had on them and obviously didn't end that well. And ultimately, the coach is, is the one that suffers the consequences. Uh, you know, obviously, the, the, first, the, first, the first iteration of, of a blowout <clears throat> game and an elimination um, game, or a blowout loss in, a, in an elimination game, was – was a shock in a game seven at home against the Mavericks. You, you know, you're, you, you didn't even know how to really rationalize what you were seeing on the court that night. Um, you fast forward one more year and almost the exact same thing plays out on your home court in an elimination game. What was your perspective on game six against the Nuggets and how it all unfolded and what role did you think um, could have could have been manipulated in terms of Monty Williams' approach to that game, if any. I'll take it from an athletic perspective. It was just a tumbling of a building that just got worse. And we didn't see it coming because uh, we had hope. Uh, and that's basically how I look at it. Uh, Chris Paul goes down game two. I think Suns win that game. I mm -hmm. thought they were in a great rhythm. I thought Chris had it going. I think they win that game. You know, then obviously the situation, you know, with DeAndre, he goes down. Now you got two of our key guys out. You got an adjustment in lineup changes and, and guys trying to now find their crease into what is expected of them. And then, as, as as Kevin Durant would admit, and he did in his post-game, uh, you know, press conference, which I really admire him for because I think for me, I would have done the same thing. He admitted he didn't shoot the ball well. No, no, yeah, he did. Uh, he admitted that, you know, he could have been better. Mm -hmm. uh, and then lastly, Devin wasn't healthy. Uh, he hurt that foot. I think what in game, game five, five, game five yep. and you can just tell he didn't have his lift. You can just tell he didn't have that same speed and quickness that he had mm -hmm. to be doing what he was doing prior to that. Everything came tumbling down and then you encounter a team in the nuggets that totally respects you and they're playing with fear. Mm -hmm. And when you're talented and you're focused and you're connected, you play with fear, you dominate. That's just the way it is. Like if you and I went, I'm approaching you in an alley, and you got that tight shirt on. My fear is ramping up as I approach you, and once I get to you, I dominate you. <laughs> like I just totally dominate. You. And so 
I just wanted to use that analogy. I always use you in an analogy. I, so I, you know, clearly, back. clearly, yeah. And that's exactly it's, it's fucking awesome. And that's exactly <laughs> what Denver did. Uh, they dominated, man. Yeah, they will. They will just lights out, focus, and the Suns couldn't answer it. Uh, and it's unfortunate. Two straight years now at home in closeout games, the Suns get blown out. That is not something good to be on your resume. No, it isn't. Um, I know there's been a lot of speculation in terms of who could possibly come in here next. Um, you've you've been around the league. You've talked to a lot of these coaches that are, you know, obviously under a lot of speculation about being a, a Phoenix Suns head coach. Um, is there any particular candidate that you think um, or have an eye on in terms of maybe it would be a good fit where the Suns are? Well, it's a good year to – to get a, a good experience coach, right? And it's always a great year to give someone a chance. And so I don't know what direction the Suns are going to go. I think they're doing it the right way, though. They're interviewing some assistant coaches. I love that. I think it's so impactful for people that have an aspiration to make it as a coach to give them a chance to stand in front of you as practice. You might not intend to hire them, but it puts their name out there. And so I get on teams all the time about not going through the process of hiring. Okay, we know you're not gonna hire them, but you don't know. Benny Del Negro got the Chicago Bulls job by sitting next to John Paxson up in the stands. And they were talking about another coach, and all of a sudden he turned to Vinny because he loved exactly what he was saying. Mm -hmm. So I think anybody should get the opportunity to get in front of people to see if they can, if they are that person. And I think I enjoy what the Suns are going to do here in that regard. And it's a lot of good coaches out there, man. I mean, I, I don't have to name them. Everybody knows who they are. Uh, so do you retread? Do you go with a, a coach that has been successful but yet failed because he's not with a job? Mm -hmm. Or do you go with someone new that has some enthusiasm and he might approach it in a fresh manner? So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I feel like I'm in the minority a little bit with Suns fans because I don't really care if they've done this before or not. I, I want I want to... I want somebody who is going to have that ability to command the respect that that you need out of that position. And respect comes in many different forms, right? I think when people think of respect in coaching regards, mm -hmm. they immediately think of, you know, I'm in control of this. I've, you know, I'm a dictator-ish kind of person and you will respect me kind of like point of view where I don't I don't see it that way. I think you have a lot of egos. You have a lot of people that are going through a lot of different things in terms of their careers and where they're at in their stages. I mean, you just look at Devin Booker and Kevin Durant in terms of two superstars that are at different points of their career and what they've accomplished. So you can't approach those two the same way because they they both have different experiences. A coach that can recognize that and understand like, okay, how do I how do I pull the most out of this person? Because I can't approach this person the same way. You're not going to approach Devin Booker the same way you approach DA and vice versa. Like that's just not going to happen. So who's that coach that's going to be able to come in here and relate to both of them and get the very most out of both of them. So that way chemistry is back high. One of the things about the Suns that we all loved in the, in the, in the first year and two of the Chris Paul era was the chemistry. 
chemistry just looked like the ball was just moving from side mm -hmm. to side. Everything was just a nice, smooth, easy flow um, with the focus being on Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And this year, um, it just felt like from the beginning of the year, it was fragmented to a certain degree. The ball movement wasn't as crisp. Turnovers were a little higher than normal. Uh, things were all over the place. So a coach, I don't care if they were an assistant coach or if they've coached a team to a championship before, I want somebody that's just an absolute genius when it comes to the manipulation of your team and getting the very best out of them. Well, I think what we saw, we saw a Denver team and a Clipper team take the Suns out, out of their offense. And their offense was predicated, obviously, on getting the ball into Devin's hands and, and KD's hands. And then the decisions would be made, especially when Chris went down. And that's why I say the Chris was sorely missed uh, in that regard because mm -hmm. the play running was, wasn't as crisp. Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, these are two guys that are very good off the ball. And what I would love to see, and, you know, if, if I was, like, sitting there and, and doing that, I'd have them running off so many screens. Yes. I'd, have them, I'd have them initiating plays with back screens. I would have them moving, man, and not moving to an insane level because KD is going to be 35 next year, right? It's just more so making it easy for him to get that great, pristine look that I know if he does, he's going to make it. Yeah. And it's just playing much better offense off the ball instead of on the ball when you got 10 sets of 10 eyes on you defensively. That right there has to be improved. Mm -hmm. And so for me, whoever the coach is, I would hope that he would come in and really devise some plays that are below the free throw line, below the defenses, whereabouts of where these two guys are to spring them into action, get them open, and then they can lead into two-man games. Then they can lead into them just getting quick, good shots early on because they're two of the best mid-range players in the game. So whoever that coach is, and if that coach doesn't have that mentality – then find an assistant coach next to him that understands offense and can help him with it. That's the beautiful thing about a coach. Can't do it all, man. Yeah. So you got to put people around you that can do things better than maybe what you can do. I've always believed that. I'm like, it bothers me sometimes when coaches have, and I'm not saying Monty had it like that. You know, I'm saying that in general, it bothers me when coaches are just comfortable with their friends and people they're familiar with. Sometimes you need a guy sitting next to you that you're not as familiar with, but this guy is going to test you. Yeah. This guy can replace you. Mm -hmm. But this guy is going to push you to concentrate, which means you're going to keep your job yeah. and you're going to have success. That's the mentality that I would look at, and hopefully that's what happens. I wonder if – do you think Willie Green might have been that dude for Monty? Yeah, without a doubt. And we, we've seen the differences over the years. We've seen – we've seen uh, – uh, this year with, with uh, Mike Brown leaving Steve Kerr mm -hmm. and the production and the and the togetherness went down. We've seen that. Yeah. I mean, when you lose a top assistant, we're seeing it with Joe Mazzula right now. Yeah. You know, he lost – what's the guy's name? Uh, Duca. No, no, left hand. No, assistant coach. Oh, uh, Damon Stoudemire. Damon Stoudemire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so – a lot of times you need that guy. Good job, you passed the test. Uh, <laughs> a lot of times you need that guy. Yeah. And that's what I want. I just don't want, quote, unquote, okay, we got this coach coming in. No, 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 no. Who are you bringing with you? Yeah, yeah. Like, and what kind of offense are you running? Because I am saying this, I'm blue in the face. 
Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, if you can get them open below the free throw line, blending into jump shots, blending into threes, I just think they'd be ultra unstoppable. Then they'll save energy. Then they can do one-on-one. They can go isolate. They can do all the other stuff mixed in. But allow them to get good looks at the rim early in games. And I just start in the Clipper series and especially in the Denver series that KD didn't get many open shots. No, man. he didn't. He didn't at all. I mean, it was, them guys was all over him. And he was trying to create and trying to isolate and do all of that. And I just thought, man, it just it became tiring for him. Uh, and so I would love to see that change. You know, one of the one of the players on this team that's obviously been called a, a coach on the court is obviously Chris Paul. You mentioned him earlier, and you know, he, uh, obviously according to reports, his contract is going to be fully guaranteed for next year, which means he's he's and, and they're going to do this. I think there's a June 28th deadline to where the Suns have to opt into that contract. It's partially guaranteed at the moment. Um, with Chris Paul specifically. I know there's a lot of stuff that's still up in the air. There's rumors of they would guarantee the contract so that way they can use them in, as leverage in a, in a trade um, to get some other pieces to, cr- to create a little bit more depth. Chris Paul's value to the Suns in the last couple years has been fantastic, although I could argue that it, is, it has started to depreciate to a certain degree at this point, especially considering the fact that now we're talking about three straight uh, playoffs where health has been an issue. With Chris Paul specifically – if let's just say he stays on this team and he is here, what kind of role do you see him playing for the Suns in 2023-2024? Well, look, first of all, I applaud Chris for being able to play and run the full marathon. When you run the full marathon, you're going to have problems, right? Guarantee if you got out there and tried to run a marathon right now along the way, I'm not oh, saying boy. you wouldn't finish. Oh boy. I'm not saying you I'm wouldn't I'm just catching strays left and right. I'm, I'm not saying you wouldn't finish. Okay. But you catch some cramps. Okay. You run out of breath. Okay. You might fall. Okay. You might bump into somebody because you're too tired. Okay. Oh, we get your point, Eddie. 38. Yeah, okay. I mean, I laugh at people when they say, oh, he, gonna, he hurt again. What? You know what? Why don't you get your water boy butt up and go try to do it then? And understand that if you play long enough, you're going to have problems. I played till I was 40 years old. Mm. I had knee surgery, shoulder surgery, ha- hamstring, groin, calf. I mean, you, it's going to happen, right? Chris knows he's at the end of his career. He knows this. Uh, I think the key for the Suns, if he stays, they got to get somebody or enhance campaign. We can get the campaign we got in game six. We got to get somebody behind him, right? We got to get somebody behind him or alongside him, who knows, whatever, to be able to take pressure off of him. Because when the day is said and done, I, I I would trust that ball in the hands of Chris Paul in the fourth quarter more than anybody. Decision making and getting to a spot to get a good look. And I just think the key for him right now is age, man. And age is catching up. And because of that, Chris is not gonna be upset. He knows. You get older in this league, man, you move on. You you can you can be moved. And uh so uh We'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. Well, you know, I would say this. I get what you're saying about Chris Paul and, you know, injuries are going to happen. But, you know, as a team, you have to you you have to adjust 
knowing that that is a potential possibility uh, from one of your players because it does happen. And as you get older, it does become more frequent. Like, and so I don't think it's necessarily like, you know, just a slight to him because he's always injured. It's just something that the team has to account for. More importantly, um, he missed 25 games during the regular season. He missed, uh, you know, a crucial stretch of this, this playoff. Um, and it's, and it's important for him to be out there. Now, I will also say this as his, as his skills start to, you know, go by the wayside. Um, and it's it's a subtle decline. I'm not saying that he's just going to p- completely forget how to shoot and play basketball. I agree with you about the fourth quarter, but to me, it's how do you get to the fourth quarter in the first place? And if you're down by 20 before you get to the fourth quarter, then it doesn't really matter what well, he can do in the fourth quarter. It depends on him, right? It depends on the role that he will want to play and who, who's, who he's playing alongside or behind, right? And is he willing to accept that to still be on this team and play with two dynamic players and Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. So that's where we are with mm-hmm. Chris. What does he want? I do know a couple of years ago when he got tired of, you know, not being able to coexist with James Harden, he felt okay to go to Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that he would say, no, I want out of here. And he didn't. And they basically came within a turnover to me of, of of beating Houston in the playoffs in the bubble. So led by him. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, for me, I, I think it's all up to Chris. I think when you get to that age, man, and you put the longevity in like he has, it's a respect level that comes with his position. And I think the Suns will approach that in a professional manner. Uh, if it wasn't for Chris, I don't know if we make the finals a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Right? If it wasn't for Chris, we're not on the map like we were, like mm-hmm. we have been. So I think you have to. As and I know Matt Isby is doing this. I mean, he's 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 creating a level of accountability, respect, all those things, man. That I always believed you should have in an organization, and I think he's creating that. And I think that's how they're going to handle Chris. Yep. I think that there's not going to be some kind of, you know, combustible moment with yeah. him. I, I think it's going to be a meetings of the minds and, and an understanding in whatever decision happens. Well, I think, you know, first of all, I, with, with Chris Paul, it, it, and Chris Paul is un, not unlike Monty Williams to some degree and, and other players where, you know, they, they do things the right way. Um, and they might not. They might not jive with everybody by the way they approach everything, but their their output has been highly successful, except in the in the the most key of moments, right? Um, and I think in those, in that regard, that's where you get a, l- a little bit of questioning going on about both of those individuals. And with Chris Paul specifically, he's been f- fantastic. And you're right, he is he put the Suns back on the map um, and, and really brought everybody to Devin Booker because Devin Booker deserved. Uh, a lot more attention than he was getting. But, but um, I think going back to your point with Chris Paul and his contract and the contract has to be, it has to be talked about because $30 million is a lot. If you're going to play a guy, um, you know, that, that might not be to the level of a, a guy that you would normally pay $30 million to. You can pay as much as you want for the brain, but the body's got to work at some point too. And I think that's where the Suns are. I don't think the Suns will do Chris wrong is what I'm saying. I don't think they're going to no, trade him to well like, they won't. they won't trade him to like, you know, the Orlando happen. Magic or anything like that. They're not going to do anything not crazy like that. No, they're going to try to send him the way he wants to go. Exactly. But, but, if it, but it, here's what I say. 
I hope Chris would agree with this. I'm sure he will. Chris made a lot of money in this league. Yeah. Okay. At the end of your career, when you want to stay, it's hard to pick and choose where you need to go. Yeah. Like, you either want to stay or whatever. You do what you have to do. Uh, and and I think it'll be to that point. I don't think the Suns should compromise because they paid Chris a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And so it's whatever you need to do to improve your team. That's the mindset. And hopefully, you know, if something like that happens, then it's to a team where any player would be happy, regardless who it is, from Chris Paul all the way down to the last man on the team. I mean, you would want everybody to go somewhere where they would – have some success and be happy just based on the professionalism they gave you as a team. But, you know, and we're talking about Chris and that's fine. And, and I know people always tell me, well, what's the Suns fix? Is that our next one? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. After you do your infomercial. There you go. There you see, you know, the rhythm of the show. I mean, I am a radio host. I mean, good I mean, job. I like good to job. think, even though, you know, people well, thinking I have you, you surgery came, on you my came, voice because it's gotten a little deeper. You, you can, I'm just a little bit under the weather. That's all. <laughs> But I do got some Barry White in me, too. <laughs> well, again, as usual, EJ comes in a little spicy. Uh, just, I don't know, so much pent-up anger towards me. I don't know what's going on. Maybe I need to give him an OGs because it feels like he might need that. Maybe a little indica to just kind of bring him down a little bit. Just chill out down, a little bit. Just chill, me out. just chill you out. You have me floating. Too, a little happy. No, problem. I ain't going to have you floating. It's, uh, it's it's great. You know, and if you don't like that, maybe the happy balance. Maybe, maybe you're, you know, you're, you imagine, as, you're, as, you imagine as you're getting a little. Doing that? I, Do you imagine I, how I would be? I think you would be chill as hell, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think it would be. I have never, it, I have never done any of that in my entire life well there's always a first time for anything I'm and, the, and the great thing would be and I the did. great thing about ogs is is they have so many different flavors they have really? so many different varieties no, and that might get me more importantly they have they have so many different doses so three milligrams oh, five ten uh, whatever you doctor. want so you can ease into it wow. and uh make doctor yourself feel Saul. better uh, a little little happy balance gummy one to one Saul. ratio thc to cbd you could check it out. You could so check it out by going to ogsbrands.com. Uh, the best edible in the game, the most popular here in the state of Arizona. So check them out. OG's Brands, you must be 21 and over to enjoy. You can eat. Yeah, yeah, you got you. Um, all right, so you wanted to get into it. The fix. The fix. If you were the GM of this, if you were James Jones or Matt Ishbia, whichever role you would like, <laughs> what would you do to fix the Suns? This offseason. Why do you think I showed up? There you go. Why you think well, I showed up? I'm sorry. You think Chris Paul's old. You should check out Daryl Dawkins. I promise you. Why do you, you think that. I showed up with this shirt? I'm sending a subliminal message. Okay, what is that? You want somebody that's going to dunk? Get freaking physical. Yeah. Listen, the Suns need to get more physical. Uh, I've said that over the last couple of years. This is a guy. And, and, and I guess it all coincides with how I view Devin and Kevin Durant. Like, when I played Saul, I had bodyguards. Like, I legitimately had bodyguards, dude. Who? LaSalle Thompson, my first bodyguard. Mark West? Leon Douglas, okay? You don't know who he is. Joe C. Merriweather. These are guys that broke me in. Oh, yeah, I'm old. Did they play for Sam the, Lacey. Did they play for the Sheboygan Hawks? Sam or? Lacey, okay? As a rookie, I came into the Kansas City Kings – those were my dudes. Ray Williams. Ray Williams, physical. 6'3", mm. kick your butt. Like, I had bodyguards. Otis Thorpe. 
Yeah, Otis. Okay. Trust me, I'm not done. Otis Thorpe, man. Joe Klein. Big head Joe. <laughs> he did that. My boy. Yeah. I had physical dudes around me in Phoenix. Big Daddy. Mark. Andrew Lane. Oh, man. Yeah. Like T.R. Dunn, physical. T.R. Dunn, Thunder wow. Dan, physical. Yeah. Like, that's where success comes from. Then I go to Seattle. Sean Kemp. Come on, man. Huh? Physical. Michael Cage. Sam Perkins. Like, every team has that. I go to Charlotte. Lonzo Mourning. Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. Ooh, Larry Johnson. Mike Jeminski. I got to throw my boy G-Man in there. Alright? I end my career. Almost. Indiana. I got Dale Davis. Davis. Antonio da- Davis. Davis brothers, yeah. Rick Smith. Jeez. You get my point? Yeah, I got your point. Hey, I finish <laughs> in Houston. Yeah. I got Charles. Yeah, Kevin Willis. Oh, by the way, we'll be on my show today, Sirius XM NBA Radio. Charles Barkley will be a guest today on my show, one to four. Come the whole three hours if you want to hear him. Why don't you bring him here, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. We'll get him here. We'll get him here. Okay. And then at the end, Charles, Hakeem, Kevin Kevin Willis. Willis. Yep. Yep. Now think about that. My entire career, every team I was on, had enforcers. Two reasons. One, I was, I was hot. <laughs> Pow! I was what? A marked man. Dudes were trying to hit me. Mm-hmm. Buck Williams once laid me out. That's my boy. Buck Williams. Laid Damn. me out. Say, Eddie, I love you, but don't come around here. I said, I'm still going to come around. They said, I'm going to keep laying you out. I accepted it, right? So that's what you need. You need guys to protect you. One, two, get you open. Three, I talk jump. So guys jump in my face, huh, my boy's right there. What? What? Mm-hmm. We don't have that. Seriously, name no, it. No, I know. No, we don't. Name it. I would say the closest we had was Jock. Jock played with tenacity I, I like and Jock. No, no, I like, no, I like Jock. But what I'm saying is, you need, like, and Jock was up and down this minute. Mm-hmm. But Jock can evolve to that. Mm-hmm. Without, without a doubt, Jock can. Yeah. Okay? But my point is, you need that. Busy. He's that. But the thing is, those two guys were limited in how many minutes they were going to be on the floor. I'm talking about a dude that's on the floor all the time with Devin and KD. Who's that dude? I don't know. Find him. Draymond? Go go to Venice Beach. They got <laughs> they got over there. They've got guys playing over there with their shirts off. Yeah. Muscle bound. They dude. do. They do. You know, you know what their 40 times are? Not very good. They don't care about their 40 times. They can't I even can't. get to the other end of the court they, to be the enforcer. Get them in shape. Put them on <laughs> put them on a diet. Get them right. You know what I'm talking about, though. There's guys in the league that are enforcers and guys in the draft. That's going to be hungry. Guys, the G League, that's hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they will knock you out. They will knock you down. They will be physical. They will protect Devin. They will protect Kevin Durant. That's what we need. We need physicality on this team. 
And once we get that physicality to go along with the guys that can score the ball and all of that, you got a good balance. Denver, Aaron Gordon was physical with yeah, us. Yeah, he was. Okay, Bruce Brown was physical with us. It's not about how tall you are. It's about how physical you are. Yeah. And so, to me, this team needs that. They, they need that. And, and, and don't worry about, oh, if they might go off the rails. Who cares? Control them. Work with them. But you need a guy that's Dylan Brooks. Memphis getting rid of him. You know what? It's, you know how many people around the league is happy right now that Dylan Brooks is not on Memphis? Like, if I was playing, I would, oh, thank you. Thank the Lord. <laughs> I don't have to deal with him. Yeah. I mean, that's the mentality you want on your team where guys are intimidated by physical guys that's on your team. And, and you know, Torrey Craig has it in him, without a doubt. I think it's Rain right if he keeps improving, has it in him. But are they going to be on the floor alongside those two? And that's the kind of guy that I'm talking about. Yeah, it it takes a, a special kind of mindset to be that kind of guy, though. You know what I'm saying? And so I, when you're talking about Ishwin Wright, I think physically, yes, a million percent, he has every every possibility to be that dude. But I don't know if he has that aggressive streak in him to be able to be that dude. Um, when I look at a jock, um, that's what I see. I see that there's, you got to have a little bit of crazy in you from time to time. And that's what I see from jock that I love. And I think he can tap into that and be aggressive. He's not scared. He's going to do everything he possibly can right. to try and go at dudes. Um, and he, he, he might lose. That's fine. But it doesn't phase him. He's just going to continue to come at Don't you. Don't keep going. Over. Yeah, you got to keep going. Don't keep, like, like I said, the, 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 an enforcer on a team is maybe not the best fighter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, no, no, no. He might get his butt kicked if they fight. But you play between the lines. You have officials to officiate the game. And you play with a physicality. Draymond's never had a fight. <laughs> Steven Adams is the best enforcer, in my opinion. Yeah, right. You know, and, and he won't fight anybody because he'll no. hurt somebody. Yeah. Right? And they the know guy, that. The guy James Johnson. And they know that. The guy James Johnson. Uh, the players took a poll. They said, what, one, what's one player in the league you scared of? Right. James Johnson. You know why? <laughs> no. He's like a fifth-degree black belt, man. Oh. This dude had, like, he'd fight MMA, and he's, like, undefeated. Jeez. Nobody messing with that dude. <laughs> I like, didn't know that. It's all, it's all about, you know, reputation. Yeah. Right? I was in a club one time with my good buddy, Dane Suttle, went to Pepperdine. Mm -hmm. Two big buff guys walked in and accidentally bumped into him. And I'm standing there. And they like, come on, man, what's up with that? And the guy came over, what you going to do about it? What you going to do? And I'm standing there, right? And I'm trying to devise, okay, Eddie, what's getting ready to happen here? That's the Chicago in me. <laughs> so I was like, come on, guys, it's all good. Then Lou looked at me like, what you going to do? What you? I said, hey, man, I'm going to tell you right now, I got a reputation. If you want to go down that road, let's do it. Because I got a reputation around here. And he looked at me. And he's like, he went back to Dane. What you going to do about it? <laughs> man, I turned around, man. I turned around and said, thank you, Lord. <laughs> that is a true story. That is a true story. So you don't have to be a guy out there that's fighting because Draymond's not fighting anybody. Mm -hmm. He hasn't had a fight since he's been in the league. But he's an enforcer. He is an enforcer, and, and I think that's the mentality this team needs, especially to protect their assets. And their main assets right now is Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Yeah. 
And and guys have to understand that those guys will get you to what you need to get to. But you got to protect them. And I think it's important that I think the Suns this year put guys around them that can play but also can protect those two guys. We're going to get a lot more into the weeds on on what the fix is for the Suns uh, later on today. We have Stephen Pridget. Pridgen, I should say, joining us on PHNX Suns later on today. And we're going to break down the whole CP3 stuff. So if you want some more inside detail, check us out at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Also, um, obviously, we're in the fourth round or we're in the third round of the playoffs, the Western Conference, the conference finals are going on. Jokic has been amazing. He's been phenomenal. However, comma, the way that game ended the other night would give Lakers fans a lot of hope into tonight's game. Uh, Jimmy Butler is doing Jimmy Butler things because, man, I, I, outside of Jokic, I don't know what other player has been as impressive um, so far. You could probably say Devin Booker until the last two games of the, that series because of injury. Um, but, man, those two guys right now, in your opinion, <clears throat> if you had to pick who was going to make it to the finals, would you pick Denver in the Nuggets? Or, I'm sorry, Denver in the Heat? Or are you sticking with uh, your boy LeBron? He can't be your boy. No, he's your boy. You know that. My boy retired a long, long time ago. Who's that? You come on now. You know who it is. That guy that played with the Wizards. No, the greatest player well, of all it, time. The guy that got his butt handed the to guy, him with the Wizards. He did not get his butt handed uh, to him with the Wizards. <laughs> he he averaged more points at forty years took, old than LeBron did. He took right twenty-five now. damn shots. I don't care. He I mean, did it. He took 25 shots. You and he made get 20 it. of them. No, please. no, he didn't. His shooting percentage was the worst in his career. Oh. He played with the Wizards. And he still was dropping buckets at 40 years old. You're talking about Chris Paul. Hey, my man. Hey. Uh, the hey, Lakers hey. did. And he wasn't out because he was hurt. Mm. The Lakers did make some adjustments, and I thought they were good. But a lot of that, a lot of things go into that. Uh, that's the end of the game stuff. Jokic could have been fatigued just based on how hard he went early mm-hmm. in the game. And, and and the change made, made me look like it was a good change. I happen to believe it was, though. I think by taking Anthony Davis off of him, now Jokic doesn't know where he is. So now he's posting up, and when he turns, who is he looking for first? He's looking for Anthony Davis before he's looking for an open teammate. Mm-hmm. So I think that threw him off stride. They'll make the adjustments. They'll try. But I, I think the Lakers are going to stay with that setup, and I think they should. I think LeBron and, and Rui Achimura should actually guard him and let Anthony Davis roam. I think that'll give them more more credibility on the glass and all of that. I mean, does it even matter who's guarding them? No. So, I mean, so why waste your best defender on them uh, for the most part of the game? So, I think Darvin Ham is going to go that way. I would go that way. I would have gone that way from the start. I wouldn't have, guard, I wouldn't have started three guards against Denver. I don't know what they thought. This is a very physical team, and they're very good on the glass. Jamal Murray is is a tank. So, I mean, you're putting up three guards out there. I knew they would be in trouble, and they were. But, look, I, I picked the Lakers in this series. I did, and I still think they can win this series uh, because I am not buying that Contavious Caldwell alias Kobe Bryant Pope is going to keep shooting like that. <laughs> like, if he does, then can, can Case – KC3? KCP, KCP, yeah. KCP. Call him KC3, the way he's shooting it. Hey, man, hats off to you. But I haven't seen that from you on a consistent basis in his career. So, and then Bruce Brown off the bench, you know, turned into a young Eddie Johnson, dropping 16 (laughs) in about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, if they keep doing that, it's an issue. That was almost 40 points between those two. Yeah. 
So I'm not buying it. I don't think they can. And I think I think this, I think the Lakers will get them tonight. Tell you the truth. Yeah. I, I think then regardless of anything else, I think desperation. I think pressure. Denver knows they they better not go to L.A. one one. Lakers haven't lost at home either this year. So uh, I picked it to go six. Uh, and if it goes seven, I I picked Denver to win it. You know, so it's six for the Lakers, seven for Denver. That's just the way I looked at it. Uh, over in the East, man, look, I apologize, Heat fans. I'm serious. I, I'm still not buying into this culture stuff, okay? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. San Antonio's had the best culture in this generation with their team, okay? Golden State, okay? I'm not just putting you there as the culture people, okay? I'm not doing it. Uh, but, man, yeah. look, look, eighth seed, and beat Milwaukee, okay, handed it to him. Le- easily. Handed it to him, put their foot on him. Put their foot on him. Like, I'm trying to figure him out, man. Other than Eric Spolster is ridiculous. He is unbelievable. I mean, that that's how I view it. Like his motivational tactics and how he and he's standing over there, and I don't know, man. It scares me. He reminds me of the Godfather. You know, when <laughs> Al Pacino, you know, Al Pacino had that kind of look. Like then when he got behind the scenes, when he told Paulie, like, man, yeah. he kissed, he kissed what was it supposed not Paulie, but is it is uh Alfredo? Milk to Alfredo. I, I'm sorry, I've never seen The Godfather. You know, I was thinking of Goodfellas. What is wrong with you? I've never seen The Godfather. He went up to Alfredo. He said, and he went up to him. He hugged him at this party because he knew he set the family up. He hugged him. He said, "I know it was you." Alfredo tried to get away. I know it was you. <laughs> and then when, when, the, when the mom, when the mom passed, took him out on the boat, got rid of his own brother. See, so I'm just hey, telling you, man. All right. I, that's supposed to supposed to be over there. The the thing that I do love about you get Sp- in the huddle, you like. What did I tell you? The thing that I do love about Spolstra, and and I'm not saying this as a knock to Devin Booker, so stop before you even start. Spo is not afraid to go at his star player. Um, and if you've seen the clip, there was a time where Spo and Jimmy Butler were going at it, going to a timeout. Yeah. Spo don't well, give a shit either. Why? Why? But hold it. What made it work? What do you mean what made it work? What made that argument work, though? You tell me. Because the bodyguard came down there and said, man, I'll whoop your butt. You're down this Haslam. <laughs> Why you think they keep Haslam on that damn bench, man? <laughs> because for that. that? For that? <laughs> I didn't even see that. But Spolster, hey. is unreal. But, but they, they, they did a job and, on that And on again, going back to my original point about who the next Suns coach should be, Eric Spolstra was a video guy. You know, nobody had ever heard of him until he became the head coach with the LeBron Miami Heat. Well, you know Heat. why? Because he was a video coordinator. I know. That's what I said. Matt Riley groomed him. But Matt again, Riley groomed him, man. But, but that – and everybody gave him – he didn't give him credit for winning championships because it was all about LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh. And now you're starting to see uh, how great well, he learned of a coach from that. he is. Well, I, think he, sure. I think he struggled initially, but I think he learned from it. You know, I'm not going I'm not going to say he stepped on the floor and he was just Eric Spoelstra we see today. No, he wasn't. He learned from that. Uh and 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 he learned how to deal with superstars. And Pat Riley's done a great job in mentoring him. 
Mm-hmm. And Pat Riley sits over there and it's just like, it's his kid, you know? It's like he raised this guy up to where he is and he's tremendous. His game planning, man, and his ability to keep these guys focused. They go down 10 at half. Boston out there partying, having a good time. And they come out third quarter and they act like they were up 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's this group of guys, you know, Heat fans think they don't they don't like me because I don't go with the culture stuff and they but but it's, it's not true. I'll tell you something right now, Heat fan. You got an ally. Trust me. If I had to choose between you and Boston, I'm choosing Heat all day long. I will never be a Boston Celtic fan. Even though I love Jason Tatum. Even though I love Jalen Brown. Even though I love Marcus Smart. Even though I love Al Horford. All right? Even though Malcolm Brogdon is like me again in regard to a sixth man. Has nothing to do with the players. I just never liked Boston. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the part. They beat my head in most of my career. Yeah. Not having it. So I like the underdog. And right now the Heat are the underdog. And they might get game two, man. I mean, they might. But then they'll go home and lose two. So I, 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 just think, <laughs> I just think this series is going to be that crazy. Uh-huh. I do. Boston's not going anywhere, man. They're too talented. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think it's the Nuggets championship to win at this point for for me. Yep. I think it's the, I think it's the Nuggets championship to win. Uh, but I might be saying that just you know because I would love nothing more than for them to lose. I don't. I, don't know. Know. I think I the just, bigger the moment. <laughs> I think the bigger just, the moment. Those, hey, you think Miami Heat fans came after you? Nuggets fans came for my throat last week, so hey, it is what it is. Why are you okay. cheering for them now? You call them? They come. They they go at me on my radio show all the time. Guys mm-hmm. call up ripping me because they say I don't like Jokic. Well, I love Jokic. Yeah, I just don't like you. Like yeah. they they can try to put themselves next to Jokic. No, 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 no. I like Jokic. I just don't like you. That's all. That's kind of you know. Feel. He's got the best footwork I have ever seen. Now, this is coming from somebody now. As a, as a first-year player, I went to Pete Newell's basketball camp. That's all he worked on was footwork. Kiki Vanderway, Purvis Short, they kick my butt all the time. I went from nine points a game to 20 a game, just that one year of going to his camp. Mm-hmm. With my footwork, I make you dance. I would literally make you dance, so okay. what kind of music you like? Okay. You know what kind of music I like. I'd make you dance. Okay. Jokic is making people dance. Okay. He's like, you're in the line dance. Like, step to the right, step Mm -hmm. to the left. I mean, you're just (laughs) moving, man. And this dude moving his feet, he's not traveling. I mean, are you kidding me? He he reminds me of what everybody talks about what Arvidas Sabonis would have been if he was in the league a, a lot yeah, younger. Yeah, his footwork wasn't like his. No, Arvidas had some great footwork, but his overall skills were like Arvidas could could throw yeah. a, a needle through a haystack. He's a big boy for sure. He can run. You yes. know what I mean? And so yes. and Jokic well, does. Some, play that way then. He ticked me off the way a, he played. He's he, a little different. He played. He didn't play like no. Arvidas. He no. played like Vita. <laughs> so hey. it was uh yeah I mean a grin I, I think he's one of the best big men to ever play the game I, I I will say this I don't think he got his due and didn't get his due it's I kind of weird it's kind of weird to Game say a back to back MVP didn't get his due in year three and everybody's trying to jump on him because or they were trying to jump on Embiid because of how they went out in the last round he did play on one leg let's just say he that, didn't play Embiid he didn't play Embiid. They trying to talk about how he went out. He didn't play Embiid. Last we saw, Embiid dropped fifty on him. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> okay, okay. Embiid went out early on one leg. On one leg, man was hurt. Yeah. 
you say what you want. Jokic has been phenomenal this offseason, this postseason. Um, and so we'll see how this all unfolds. Eddie, you uh, good? You know what? Bron 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 Like, I'm not a Laker fan. I'm okay. really not. You know this. But I'm a Bron Bron fan. And when my team is out, I'm always going to push for that guy. You know why? Because I'm tired of you Jordan lovers. Oh, my God. And Jordan's a good friend of mine. But I'm tired of you Jordan lovers. Just always want to put that man down to keep Jordan up. Who said? Who I got both of them up here. Why? Why do I got both along with Magic? See that the Magic Jordan. The poor assumption by you is is that I'm putting down LeBron just to to raise my guy up. Bird, I got them all up here. All cool. All different eras. They all all time great players. You Jordan stands, man. Y'all want to always put Bron Bron down. You know Bron Bron don't like that. He don't like it. You need to respect Bron Bron. Do you have your stamp? Huh? Do you have your stamp? You just need to respect the man. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's going to go to work tonight, too. I Listen, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Do you have anything else you'd like to get off your chest? Wimbenyana, right quick. Oh, yeah, 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 Wimby. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Greg Popovich. <laughs> Best tank artist in the world. <laughs> yeah, you are. Hey, 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 hey. Pop, don't let them get you, man. They all be tanking. They all thought about tanking for Wimbenyana. You've done it better than anybody. You did it and you got Tim Duncan. No, my fact, you did. You got David Robinson. You got Tim Duncan. And you got Wimbenyana. You're very good. And then you showed your ability by going into the second round and getting Tony Parker and getting Manu Ginobili. So very versatile. I think if I had to pick an organization, if that was my son, for him to go to, it would have been there. Yeah. Two, another thing. The, the French connection, right? With Boris Diaw, Tony Parker. Yeah. Uh, just, it's a lot of great things that come out of that, man. I'm, I'm So San Antonio fans, you're back. Because this kid can play. <sighs> awesome. Can't wait for that. Let's hope the Suns <laughs> can do some stuff to just kind of squash that for at least a few years. Oh, well, of course. Uh, win, please. I'm, I'm there about two, three years away. Yeah, yeah. Well, two or three years, I don't want to see. You'll be retired by the end. <laughs> You're already retired now. What are you talking about? So, all right. Well, that's Eddie Johnson. I'm kind of done with this. <laughs> Saul Bookman. Should have brought me on today. You said I looked like I was. Uh, Tell them where they can find you today uh, when you got Charles hey, Barkley on your ready show. I'm going to go right now. One to four. All right, NBA Today Show, Sirius XM NBA Radio, three hours today. We're going to be talking about a lot of the same things he and I just talked about. We're going to talk about the Celtics. I felt, oh, oh, oh. I can't wait. My co-host is Celtic fan. He and Bill Simmons. You know that Bill Simmons guy. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's trying to be better than ours. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, you can catch us on the golf course next Friday, but we will be back before then. We won't talk about how this guy beat me in golf last week. Uh, we can talk about that another that time. We're going to bring that up for another day. So we'll see you later. I Bye. folded him up and tore him apart.